Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. This episode of Believe is brought to you by Cryptid Coffee Co. Use promo code BELIEVE on checkout for 10% off their Angry Yowie Coffee Blend. Head over to cryptid.com.au to check them out. It was just the most massive thing I've ever seen. I, to tell you the honest truth, I thought, well, we're the only ones left on this planet. Something's happened. We've missed something here. The fear that went in me when I seen it was just, um, like the feeling, I'd say it was fear, but I've never felt that feeling before in my entire life. It's a weird feeling, like you can't explain it when you don't know. You feel like you're being followed, but you don't know what it is. We had two to our right, another one in front of us, another one to the left, and another one just across the road, shaking the daylight out of the tree. All we get was a big red eye. I remember waking up and looking at the end of the bed, and there was a figure there, almost insect-like, and then I blacked out. Welcome to the show, everyone. My name is Cade Moyer, and you are listening to the Believe Paranormal and UFO Podcast. If you have had an encounter and would like to share it, please get in touch with me. My email address is believepod at gmail.com. If you enjoy the podcast, be sure to leave us a rating or review wherever you listen and head on over to our website, believepod.com, and consider becoming a member to get bonus episodes and video content. Tonight, I'm joined by Sarah, and Sarah had quite the terrifying encounter when she was 11 years old. Sarah, welcome to the show. Hello, Katie Joyce. We were talking earlier before we uh, we hit record and you're from the UK and we're getting a lot of listeners in the UK at the moment and a lot of people are reaching out to the show. So I'm always very, very excited to, to feature people from different places. So Sarah, thank you so much for, for coming on the podcast, but I really, really love your encounter. Are you able to walk us through what happened to you when you're 11 years old and uh, kind of just walk us through that experience? Yeah, of course. Yeah, be happy to. So, yeah, it was a Wednesday night. Um, I went to bed as normal. My bedroom is a very small room that I had. My bunk bed was along the wall, which um, separate my mum's room to my room. And then um, the door was in front of me. And there was only like a couple of foot between the bed and the door. Uh, I went to bed. I went to sleep. I woke up. I think it must have been about half past 11, 12 o'clock in the evening. Um, and usually I had um, a hot water bottle, which I would leave on the right-hand side, which was between me and the wall. And it wasn't there, which I thought was a bit weird. So I was, like felt around to try and find the hot water bottle. Uh, looked on the floor and uh, it was on the floor, which I thought was a bit strange, but I didn't really think anything of it. So... Tried to relax to go back to sleep. I was on my tummy 
within, I think, probably five minutes of relaxing, I felt um, as if someone was pushing the mattress from underneath the bunk, the bunk bed. It, I think it lasted, lasted for about 30 seconds, just holding me up and then pushing me down again um, while releasing it. So oh, that's a bit, a bit strange. I didn't know what to make of it. So I tried to just relax again to get some sleep, but then it happens again. It was, uh, I held it for longer and then I went back down again and it was um, between, well, underneath my ribs that I could feel this um, happening. Um, my heart started to race. I started very, very, well, being very, very scared. Uh, like I say, the wall between my mum and me was literally inches away and I couldn't even move my hand to knock on the wall. Um, I had a pull switch for my light and I couldn't even move to pull the switch to put my light on. It kept happening. I just remember feeling very scared and I had to just lie still. Uh, I remember my, my legs were aching, my neck was aching where I just wasn't moving and I felt really tense. And I also was just drenched in sweat. Opposite my bed, there's a mirror and I couldn't see anyone in the mirror, couldn't see anything. I think it happens again, and it just feels like someone's someone's underneath you and just pushing whatever you're led on, and it lifts you so far and then just drops you back down, like you and the mattress. And then I tried counting to get to sleep, uh, to take my mind off of it. I think I was, this must have been about four in the morning that I... Uh, I was still awake and I really do remember like, I must have counted to at least like 800 or something daft like that and oh, it was just horrible I was just petrified the next day was a Thursday I was drained I felt very alone because like everyone else in the house was getting on with their routine to go to school or for work my brother didn't say anything my mum didn't say anything you know like at first I thought maybe my brother um, was playing a trick on me but because of my room being so small there was no way that he could have passed me without me seeing him um, and I would have seen him in the mirror as well and I think he would have um, joked about it in the morning and I just remember going to school absolutely drained standing in our year base and I wanted to tell someone um, but the girl that I was with would probably just spread it around and <laughs> um, make it sound like I'm crazy or whatever I just couldn't be doing with that my friend, who's had experiences, was very good friends with me. And I used to walk into school with her in the morning. And she, um, I don't think it was, I think it was a couple of days before I mentioned it to her, that I could trust her. But then it took me about five years later to tell my mum. Yeah, so basically, yeah, it was just a, a very scary experience. And I just felt very alone. I couldn't do anything. I say my limbs were just frozen. Like as if I was just petrified. I didn't want to move them just in case it, whatever it was, knew I was awake. So I was trying to be very still. And it just seemed that evening just seemed to drag and drag throughout um, my whole experience. Um, it's like time stood still. <laughs> Everyone else was getting a good night's sleep apart from me. I can't really explain much more. That sounds absolutely terrifying, there, Sarah. To- yeah, it was very much so. To have that happen at 11 years old and 
to feel like there's something under your bed. Now, I just I just got to clarify, was anyone else in that bedroom with you? Like, did your brother sleep on the bunk below or anything like that? No, no. No, he had his... Um his, he had his own room and he slept with his door shut. You see, because when I was very little, I was quite scared of the dark. So my mum used to keep my door open and the lantern light on until they went to bed. Um, so, because my door was wide open. So when I was facing out into my bedroom, the door, the front of the door was against the opposite wall if you know what I mean, so I could see if someone would come through or not, or, you know, so he wouldn't have, I'm very, very sure it wasn't him. Um, and like I say, I don't think he would have kept it quiet. I think he would have uh, spilled the beans on that if it was him <laughs> as a joke. Yeah, um, absolutely. Little, well, basically brothers can be like little turds like that, you know, really, yeah, really, yeah, like, you know, I've got you good. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the, so this was a, uh, a metal bunk bed as well. So it didn't have the wooden slats um, underneath. It had like um, metal hold in it. So there was a, like a big square where you could put your hand and push up, if you know what I mean. So you could really, like all, like when we were little as well, we used to um, do it to each other where we'd just get our legs and our feet against the mattress and push the mattress up with our feet. And it literally just felt like that. And like for me, the initial... Um, the first time it happened, it happened. It definitely, definitely happened. And, you know, I tried to just relax and go back to sleep and then it happened again and again and again. You know, I, I can't remember, maybe four or five times, but it really felt like someone was pushing it up and then holding it for like 30 seconds and then just let go and much just myself would go back down onto the springs. Oh, that's terrifying. I I shudder at the thought of that because... The, the fact that something is not only just lifting you up, but doing it in such a controlled way, you know, like it lets you know that there's some kind of intelligence behind that. It's not just a, a random thing that's kind of happening. It's controlling that situation. And that's that's really scary. It is. Yeah, it was very, very scary. And like I said, I did feel very alone um, during the time because everyone else was getting a good night's sleep apart from me and afterwards as well. But luckily I did have my my friend that I'm uh, very close to and she's had her experiences. So she did understand what was going on. So yeah, I'm glad I had her to be honest. When this thing was pushing the the bed up, we all know like how that feels because I I, I would imagine basically anyone who was a kid probably slept in a, a bunk bed at some time and knows that feeling, you know, when someone is kind of pushing up underneath it, you know, it makes a very uncomfortable uh, feeling. You can, you feel like there's something solid there doing that. Did you get that same feeling like that you could feel something physical moving this? Yeah. Cause it almost felt as if it was only a little bit of the net, the area of the mattress, if you know what I mean. So as if it was a foot, and if, as if, like, yeah, foot was pushing through it. it. Do you know what I mean? It sort of like raised me only in a certain area. So like, not the whole. Obviously, not the whole mattress went up. It was sort of like that, just area, just underneath my ribs, and I, I could feel like a shape. If you know what I mean, I think it was sort of like you know, as if 
like say something physical. Yeah, that's oh, that's creepy. That's really creepy. I don't like that, Sarah, <laughs> at all. <laughs> no, no it, was, it wasn't nice. <laughs> I um, I don't blame you for like feeling like your whole body was frozen. Do you think you were just frozen out of fear, or do you think it was more so that something in this whole situation was kind of taking control of you? Uh, no, it was definitely fear. I was petrified. I mean, like, I honestly, that my hair was. <laughs> No, it sounds horrible, but my hair was wringing wet, wet in the morning, and you know, during the time, and my um, my nightgown, and that was uh, yeah, quite wet from from just the fear and the sweat, really. And I just I just didn't want to move because I thought if I move, it would do it again. And I just remember, like, because I, like, my legs in, you know, an awkward position, that my limbs started to hurt because I really wanted to move. I didn't want to, you know, because it was so uncomfortable. Like when you've had your neck in a position for so long and it's like really aching. And I just really wanted to turn my head towards the wall, but I couldn't. Yeah, like I, like I say, I couldn't even knock on the, the wall to alert my parents and, yeah, even pull a switch, which was like inches away from my hand. Wow. Couldn't yeah. do any of that. That's, it's just so scary to to go through something so horrifying at such a young age, it really would have been so difficult to to return to that bedroom and just go to sleep like a, a normal kid should. Yeah, it was. Uh, the next evening was quite um, uh, just sort of like anxious, really, I suppose. I was very anxious about going to bed and getting some sleep, but because I was so, so tired and drained, I think I slept quite well. I didn't really have a choice in that, really. Um but nothing's happened ever since, you know, when I was living in my, in the house with my parents, you know, it wasn't a scary place. It was, no one else had any activity going on in there. It seemed like it was just a, a one-off. Yeah, right. There's maybe just something passing through. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Wow. Um, I mean, like I said before, it's sort of my adult mind turns it into more logical. Like I said, when I was 11, it, it was... It put the fear into me. I was a very, like, scared child. Well, um, not very confident child either. So um, talking about stuff like that um, wasn't really heard of in our house, if you know what I mean. So, I, Well, I don't think it's it's spoken about very much these days, Sarah. You know, it's um, these these types of encounters, you know, they're so difficult for, for people to talk about because, you know, ha- how do you articulate what happened to you in a way that, you know, doesn't make you sound crazy or make you sound like, oh, look, that was a dream. You don't know what you're talking about because that's that would be the reaction for 99% of people who, you know, come forward to try tell these types of uh, encounters to a family member. And I, I I do have a note here that you you did eventually tell your mum. What was her reaction to to the the encounter, essentially? And now a quick word from our sponsor. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Also, are you wanting more content? 
Why not become a Blue um, Plus member? So she, you'll get access to exclusive podcasts and episodes uh, that aren't available when to the we public. Were up with, like, not only that, you'll also get our regular feed without any ads. Head to believepod.com forward slash plus to sign up today for just $5 a month. So whenever we went around there, we were always talking about um, ghosts. So I always had a, I've always had an interest from a young age, from like five, you know, and and, um, and stuff like that. So when we were around there, we always discussed stuff like that. But my mum sort of didn't really like join in the conversation that much and so when i spoke to her five years later she just like, oh right okay okay and I, and I think i asked her um did you ever have any experiences in that house and she said no no nothing so but uh she she has her own experience but yeah um from when she was a little girl so which made her sleep with the light on like i did after that <laughs> How long did you sleep with your light on after this encounter? Like, how long did this actually affect you for? Months. Probably about six to eight months, I would say. And um, there was times when, like, my mum would come and turn my light off. And then, like, if she came up to use the bathroom and then go back downstairs. And when she got back downstairs, I'll go and turn the light back on. Um, yeah, it was it was horrible. And like I say, I, I was scared of the dark anyway, so I had the landing light on as well. And the door wide open, so which is a bit strange. I think I don't know whether that was a good idea or not because <laughs> it kept me awake. <laughs> no, that's uh, that's fair enough. If um, I tell you what, if that happened to me today, I think I'd sleep with all the night lights I I have for my children. Put them all in my own room. You know, they're they're braver than yeah. me. Um, they'll they'll survive <laughs> <laughs> and uh, turn all those lights on because that is just one of those types of things that is just completely unexplainable and we probably haven't said this on the recording but you did mention that that house was only fairly recent in in i guess the the grand scheme of things it's not like it's a a hundred year old house or anything like that no no i think we moved in when i was about six months old um i think they was born in um sorry i think the house was built in 1965 um so it's only like 20 years or so but um you know, before we moved in. So, yeah, it's not exactly an ancient house or anything. So, no, no squeaky floorboards. <laughs> and I feel like for a house in the UK, that's probably quite a spring chicken house. Yes. Yes, definitely. Yeah. There's um, a house 20 minutes away from me um, called the Ancient Ram Inn, and that's going back many, you know, 1600s or something daft like that. So, um, yeah. So, 20 years old is nothing for the UK. See, and that's exactly where I was, I was going to ask you if there was any kind of local history that you knew of, of, you know, unusual activity in that area or anything like that. Yeah, literally down the road, um, like I say, there's a town called um, Wooten Under Edge. The Ancient Ram Inn has a lot of history to it and a TV show, I don't know if you guys have heard of it, called Most Haunted. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so they've, they've been there. They've been there and um, there's, I think, there's a, is it Ley Lines? Yep. that this house sits across yep. and yeah there's been many stories I mean people would be paid to actually stay a whole night there and no one did you know people running out half naked <laughs> wow. and stuff and what have you and the guy who um, owns it he passed away uh, a couple of years back um, so his I think his daughter's got it now and she does like where we're pay you know people pay to stay the night and she just allows them in and what have you and there's probably stuff on YouTube from people with uh, GoPros and that setting them up on in the house and there's a little girl in the attic apparently and a monk and a witch with a black cat and people being scratched 
and stuff. Oh, so, no, thank you. Very, yeah, there's a, it's, it's quite demonic as well. So I think there's an incubus in this uh, this house. Well, it was an inn which actually attacked John many years ago while he was sat having a drink with his friend. Threw, I think it threw him across the room. Oh my goodness! So it's yeah, yeah. Um, I've been there to look, but I haven't been inside. Yeah, I don't and, blame uh, you. I don't think I would. Yeah. So the yeah. So basically, yeah. There's a lot of history around around this area. Um, the town that I live in is very historic, and one of my friends has had a an experience in one of the places in in the in the town. So I wonder if there was just a lost wandering soul and it just so happened yeah. to pass through your bedroom that night. Yeah, most likely. Yeah, that's it. I mean, there's all the, yeah, uh, even out on outer body experiences, isn't it? Where people travel and, you know, could have been someone from traveling, you know, from that. So yeah, yeah. Very strange. Absolutely. But there's so many, it could be so many, so many uh, reasons can it behind it so it'd be a total jerk move of someone doing an out of body experience playing a prank on an 11 year old girl while she's trying to sleep though. <laughs> yeah cheers Anne. thanks very much yeah. <laughs> so Sarah what do you what do you think happened that night because you know you've had you know a, a good 20 30 years to to really sit down and and think about it and you said earlier that you know you really do try to look at things in a in a far more um, not not logical light, but you know, more of a a non skeptical kind of approach. Um, what's your thoughts on what you experienced that night? Like I say, the first lift of my mattress, it definitely happened. And then whether that's what this is where I can't debunk it because I can't debunk it because of that. But then my adult mind says, well, what if it was muscle spasms? You know, after that. Was it muscle spasms? And because I was tense or whatever. Um, so, yeah, I'm really not too sure. But I have more reason to believe in the paranormal than not because of my friends and other stories and, like, the ancient Ramin. <laughs> you know, I've I've heard too much, really. And it's not like people that I don't know. It's people that I'm quite close to that have had experiences. So it's not like they're lying or telling fibs or just to create a, a story or whatever. But... What happened to me, like I say, it definitely, I, I do think it was something definitely paranormal. I really do. Just the way, I, the fear that went through me and just the initial first time it happened, you know, it was, it seemed like it, the mattress had lifted for quite some time. Like I say, it must have been about 30 seconds for it to uh, then go back down. So, yeah, I do believe it could have been a paranormal experience, definitely. Yeah, it's truly quite a, a terrifying encounter. And to have it so young, I think, you know, the way you handle it is probably how most adults would actually handle a situation like that these days is, you know, just like a complete body shutdown of not knowing what to do. I think it was so incredibly brave of you at 11 years old to look in the mirror to see what was causing that because mm. I would rather live in absolute ignorant bliss than rather find out there's like some shadow creature under my bunk bed bloody pushing me up or something like that. Yeah, definitely. And I would, if it was my brother, I would have heard him come through, come through the bedroom because my bedroom was like a what we call like a box room. It was small. There's no way he could have uh, uh, got past me. 
<laughs> and would you, would you ever want to experience that again mm-hmm. with the? I thought you were going to answer that. <laughs> with I guess you know with the knowledge that you have now and the the connections that you have with friends and mm. and family and yeah. you know the the experiences that you know they've shared with you. Would you want to experience something like that again? Um. Uh, not quite like that. I would like to, because for me, it's uh, seeing is believing. So, um, I would like something to give me a bit more hard evidence, but, uh, I, I wouldn't go searching for it. Um, a couple of years back, I went, uh, for a Reiki session, uh, cause I was going through a bit of a bad patch and what have you. And, um, the lady who did it said to me, you know, you're on this earth, you're on this life, you know, don't go searching for other lives or, or whatever just you know st- basically stay grounded you know and luckily for my friend she was able to turn it off uh, what she could see and and what she had experienced um but yeah i would in some respects you know like maybe if i went to the ancient ramen and something happened and i could definitely say that's hard evidence that you know um and it's happened to me brilliant but then well, that's it just close the door and that's it you know no <laughs> no more you know so yeah. But it is it's scary. Like with um, like I've heard of you know listening to your podcast about some of the uh, portuguese sort of activities and stuff like that. And I wouldn't wish that on anyone. And I wouldn't I wouldn't want to personally go for it myself. So maybe just a little sort of like not you know acknowledgement that it's it's real. And then that's it for me. I'll be <laughs> yeah. And who that's knows it. like what you were what you were potentially dealing with that night because. If you if you reacted to it or, or anything like that, you could have just been feeding into its wants and needs. Yeah, and I mean back then I didn't know of any of this, and it's only sort of like recently, in like my adult life, that you you know you watch the scary films or uh, listen to the podcasts, and and you learned that um, if you taunt it or you know you, you know or you play with it or whatever, you you know you could open many other doors or something demonic, and that's not worth you know. Like I say, I'm I'm on this life, and I want to stick with what I'm doing, you know, instead of uh, trying to find out about demonic stuff or, or what have you. So yeah, and I tell you what, that's a that's a warning. Well, well, listen to I guess because how often do, is someone ever going to say that to you? You know, like don't go messing with the other worlds. Like don't don't play with other realms. Stay right here. You know, there's that's there's it. something to that, isn't there? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, for her to say that, which I think she was a little worried because of the questions that I was asking from, you know, many years ago and, and what have you. And from that, if you don't mind me saying, I did have a little experience after the Reiki session. Oh, okay. What happened there? Two things. When I was having the Reiki, um, so I was face down, and you've got the, the bed with the little hole in that you put your head, and I was getting very relaxed and um, something flashed and it flashed as if it was in my right eye and it was like bright orange and yellow and then to the right hand side of it there was a a figure um, and a black figure and I say she um, had like as, as if like lightning bolts were coming out of her but it was all black everything was black and I was like oh I think I jumped at that point and she sort of calmed me down and then a couple of nights afterwards, I was in bed, and this is when I was living on my own. I woke up, and I could feel as if there was someone leaning over me and whispered in my ear, someone's trying to contact you. 
and I can't remember if I said, oh, what, you know, like mumbled in my sleep or whatever. And I turned over and my uh, mobile phone notified me that I had an email. <laughs> and usually at that time in, at night, I wouldn't bother looking at it, but I had a look. And to be honest, it did disappoint me a bit. All it was was an email to, um, to say that I had a eye appointment coming up or whatever. So I emailed my Reiki lady about the experience and she as they do sort of like said well look at it in different ways it could be um you need to open your eyes more to something or you need to be more switched on on something or whatever you know it could have been like a little bit of a message so um yeah that that was um kind of strange but when i felt this person or whatever it was say someone's trying to contact you it did feel like they're right close to my ear it was you know as if you could feel their sort of breath a little bit if you know what I mean. Yeah, um, so absolutely. <laughs> wow. And that was only, that was about ooh, eight, nine years ago. So like I say, I've only had, since the bunk bed um, incident, I've only had like little, little snips of um, like paranormal stuff or stuff that I can't explain. So it's not like I'm um, completely tuned to it or anything. No, and that's that's probably a, a really good place to to be in because, you know, if you've kind of been given the the heads up of, you know, maybe try stay away from that, and it sounds mm. like you have. I think you you'll be yeah. able to live a a far less scarier life from what you had at eleven years old. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, just. You know, I think if if it did if anything did happen to me again, then with me being older and wiser, I would know not to mess around with it or you know, like they say, ignore it or whatever. So um, I'd definitely treat it a bit different and a bit more respect to it as well. You know, it's not really something you should play with. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this episode of the Believe Paranormal in UFO podcast. If you have had an encounter and you would like to share it, please get in touch with me. My email address is believepod at gmail.com. Finally, don't forget to follow us on all our social media outlets and be sure to join our Discord server to talk to other listeners of the show. You'll find all these links in our show notes. Thank you. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.